My name's Emily and I'm an osteopath and healthcare enthusiast working in the Midlands. I spend every week helping my patients reduce their aches and pains, move their bodies more and live the healthiest life possible. And now I want you to join the conversation. In this podcast, I'll be investigating the people and places around the Midlands that are on the same mission and ask them to share their knowledge to transform your health. There's no subject that's off topic. Nutrition, mental health, sleep and fitness, it's all here. This is the Healthy Midlands podcast. So I am absolutely thrilled to be joined by Erin from Hunger Foods and today I think me and Erin are going to talk mostly about how Hunger Foods started up in the first place with him and his business partner Callum um, and then kind of get into some of the ways that Hunger makes healthy eating really enjoyable and delicious from what I can see on your website Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) So where did it all start? Where did Hunger Foods come from? Um, It's a good question. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Um, So, funnily enough, the idea was born in a McDonald's car park. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Callum and I, we used to be, I mean, we've been best friends since we were 13. I'm I'm 30 now, so, you know, you can do the math on that. But um, we used to be gym buddies, and we'd always go to the gym together, and opposite the gym was a McDonald's. So, as you can imagine, you know, the, the goals of wanting to lose weight and whatnot were not always easily attained. Um, so we, um, there was one specific day we were actually, you know, going through the drive through. Um, I believe we were having chicken selects that day, but <laughs> anyway, and, and we just said, I guess we had that kind of eureka moment where we thought to ourselves, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a, a drive through that was maybe not as close, maybe, you know, for the five, 10, 15 minute drive, but had kind of healthier food and healthier offerings. And, um, that kind of sparked what now is, is hunger really. Yeah. And that's, I can see when you go on to the website, there's obviously Hunger have got kiosk, they've got events, catering, yeah. but there's also the meal prep, yes. which is that's, you've got nationwide delivery on yes. that. Yes. So you don't even have to be in the Midlands to partake. Exactly. Although exactly. I believe your kitchens are in the Midlands, aren't they? They are, yes. So our, our main kitchen hub is in Burton. Um, but yes, we do deliver uh, nationwide from there, which excellent. is excellent. Even like bringing health and fitness industry into the Midlands, excellent. Exactly, what we doing like our to best. Say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you look at the recipes that you have on the website, yes. they are really flavour packed, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, and I think I remember you telling me before about where some of the inspirations for your dishes came from. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely, we, uh, Cal and I, are both very fortunate to have travelled. Um, to a number of places places around the world and um, I think the flavour profiles are kind of inspired from different countries um, but more than that I think with both uh, you know I hate the word foodie but I guess we are self-professed foodies <laughs> and you know there's, there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant and having bland food and thinking you know what I could have made that better myself at home yeah. um, you know sometimes a lack of flavour and whatnot so one of the main things we focus on is you know putting big flavour into our food um, and by putting flavour in, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to be adding, you know, unhealthy things. You know, spices from a calorie point of view are relatively low. Um, and it's just, you know, matching certain flavour profiles together. And that's it. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of quite, it's refreshing to look at, actually, because when you think about meal prep, for me, I think about little Tupperwares that are all lined up. And each one of them has got like quite an anemic looking chicken breast, yeah, chicken and rice, some wilted rice. broccoli, like maybe every now and then there's some dodgy looking sweet potato, but that's <laughs> as 
that's about as far as it goes in terms of <laughs> anything particularly interesting looking. Sure. Um, so when I've looked at the website, I'm seeing like teriyaki, um, fish, I'm seeing chimichurri steak, yes. I'm seeing tofu recipes that like I'm um, a meat eater. But I'm very tempted by some of these tofu dishes, I've got to say. I've yes. never kind of walked around the supermarket and thought... Oh, I'm going to try that. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think one of the main things for us as well is, you know, working towards a flexitarian lifestyle. Now, um, the aim is to get to uh, relatively quickly kind of 40% um, vegan options on the website. And that's not to push everyone down that path. It's just, I think, from a sustainability point of view, we need to do our part and make sure, you know, if people are ordering our meal prep, then maybe instead of having all meat options, they will have one or two that are the vegan options because they sound, as you say, very delicious. You know, harissa tofu, teriyaki tofu. Uh, we've got my grandmother's sweet potato curry recipe on there. Oh, yeah, um, that sounds you know, amazing. Chickpea tagine, there's all kinds of great stuff and we're constantly changing the menu as well. So, yes. A lot of variety. Mm, absolutely. And it makes it more approachable as well. I should imagine someone like me who walks past tofu in the supermarket and feels a little bit overwhelmed and like I wouldn't even know where to start with it if you see these things being done well then you're more inclined to do it again aren't you yeah. whereas though if you kind of like get served <laughs> up some sloppy <laughs> <laughs> some really soggy tofu yeah no yeah. absolutely and that's that's one of the things we like to do we like to have fun with the food so that people can as you say experience it and then maybe go and grab some stuff themselves and really start to experiment in the kitchen that's that's something that we're really keen to you know make sure people do because we're not chefs in terms of by trade that was never our background um we're people as i say we're, we're foodies that love food we know what good food tastes like and we're able to you know create amazing dishes and that makes it a lot more approachable i think as well doesn't it um in terms of that kind of like sustainability and flexitarianism mm. um i kind of think about it from a health point of view as well to be honest um i i feel looking at the human body looking at our teeth looking at the length of our relative intestines and stuff i feel like i would like to eat meat i think biologically we probably didn't reach this point with as big brains as we have without consuming animal mm -hmm. products and particularly fat because our brains are made out of a lot of fat i don't think that evolutionarily speaking we we probably would have got to the point that humanity is today if we had left um meat and, and animal fat out altogether maybe that's um maybe there's some really angry vegans who are going to come at me on the internet for saying that but that's how I feel sure but what I do think is that if we're talking about it in evolutionary terms meat would have been a treat <laughs> it wouldn't have been yes. something that you would eat every day and certainly not at multiple meals in the day i mean we can get into the concept <laughs> of meals and meal times and eating because it's particular meal time even if you're not hungry um that's a whole different conversation but i think that we're very fortunate to have supermarkets that are relatively stocked <laughs> depending on how the hgv driver yes, situation yeah. goes <laughs> Um, we're very fortunate that we have access to a, a very wide range of foods all of the time now and seasonal eating and, and sort of preserving different food groups as, as being more rare in our diets is it's difficult to do when it's on offer all the time. You kind of get used to the luxury of having it all all the time. Um, but when you change your menus, do you kind of consider 
bringing things in for different seasons and changing the menu so that it feels seasonal yeah absolutely and that, and that's it it's having a constant kind of uh, look at the diary and, you know what events are coming up what can we kind of jump on the back of that is going to be you know interesting to our consumers you know with uh, Christmas not too far away at this point yeah. um, you know bringing things in that are a bit more seasonal you might start seeing us doing um, you know certain things with Brussels sprouts I wouldn't serve them as they are but we would add you know certain flavours profiles to the Brussels sprouts and yeah. you know do something different with them that you know people may end up wanting to have that on their Christmas dinner with um, so th there's certain things like that um, and of course for summer um, we like to have um, kind of a taste of abroad I think that's the best way of describing it so we'll look at kind of Mexican profiles we'll look at kind of Hawaiian flavors we'll look at Caribbean flavors so kind of countries that are you know blessed with summer and kind of great sun all year round we start to look at um kind of the flavor profiles in those countries really yeah and then that's going to be really appetizing in that moment to your consumers exactly because they're thinking about the summer you know the summer cut or whatnot going abroad and they can already see the jerk chicken flavors they can see yeah. the you know the, the mexican chicken flavors and, and so oh, yeah forth. it sounds great <laughs> um and then when it comes to event work how do you guys at hunger how do you approach events now Obviously, we're in a post-pandemic world. We are, yes. And, uh, and you said that you and Callum have been so busy over the summer trying to catch up on weddings and events. And what's it like to have Hunger catering an event for you? Yeah, so um, I guess the Hunger event side is great because that was where we started the business. So that's kind of, um, I guess, our bread and butter, what we know the best. And, you know, that's kind of our street food van kind of showing up to a showing up to a premises and you know opening the hatch and we, we get cooking everything is fresh so it will have been uh, bought within 24 hours of of kind of the event itself uh, often chickens and so forth are marinated overnight um and it is yeah as i say prepared fresh in front of people and you know the, the queues start to rock up and we do anything from you know 50 to 300 people over a lunchtime all so out of the van all out of the van yeah 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 oh my so goodness. gotta have a very streamlined menu and process and got a great um great team that work with us as well so yes i know from looking at your social media actually that when you do events with your team it looks like it looks like you work really really hard but it also looks like you're having an amazing time and a lot of fun <laughs> yeah absolutely that's it we, we do like to work hard but we've equally got to equally got to play hard and we like to you know spoil our, our staff and make sure they're having a good time as well once they've done the kind of the shift um we definitely like to enjoy ourselves is there a well. dish left over for them uh, there, there is often yeah no, we always make sure they have a little dish as well <laughs> i don't know how mad i'd be if i was working in the van preparing all of that oh, delicious imagine. food and then <laughs> get to the end of it and there's nothing left <laughs> no definitely save them so <laughs> so obviously it's all being born out of um the idea that you're eating for nutritional fulfillment and health without it being boring. Um, I think that everyone has a, a different relationship with food and for some people that relationship can be really, really complicated. Um, I think that for me, like I know when I'm operating it at my best, I'm thinking that I'm, I need to get the nutrients that I need out of food and I'm inclined to eat healthy options and I'll seek it out and I'll cook more and I'll, I'll kind of like be more prepared for the week ahead. And then I know that when I'm at my worst, I'm eating for energy that 
I probably should be getting from rest instead. Um, and when there's a lot of demands on my time with work or yeah. like with the clinic or I've got lots of things that I need to do, all of that prep goes out of the window. And um, like not to put too fine a point on it, but last week there was a day where I ate toast for all three of my meals. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like totally (laughs) devoid of any nutritional value, just filled my stomach and kept me going for the next three to six hours until the next piece of toast could be made. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't say that I'm proud of myself when I eat like that. And I know that it's not, um, it's not what my body needs from me. It's not the behavior that I want to indulge in. Um, But uh, like you say, it happens. Um, Obviously meal prep is a really it, it would have saved me that day, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Had I even got to the point of being organised enough to sign up. Yes. <laughs> but obviously, I think I feel that meal prep might be quite important to you, seeing as though you've built almost an entire business on it. Sure. Um, where are you at when it kind of comes to eating for nutrition or eating for like what? What? How do you feel about food? What's your relationship with food like? Yeah. So. I think the idea for the meal prep side of things was was born out of um, uh, not having good eating habits. I mean, it wasn't quite the toast situation, <laughs> but it, it wasn't much better in any way, shape or form. And I think, uh, you know, Carol and I both got to a, a point where, you know, we realized that if we weren't organized with what we were eating, we would just eat whatever was around. Uh, and for people that are trying to, you know, think of their long-term health and try and be... Um, you know, well, yeah, look after their bodies. It's just not the best place to be. And I'm not naturally the most organized person to be thinking, you know, every single day, what am I going to do? So I think doing the meal prep side of things is just really convenient for me personally. You know, my fridge is often stocked with my own meal prep for that exact reason. Um, Because I work so hard and whilst I'm working, I'm obviously not thinking about the food and then I'll get to a certain point where it's like, I'm now too hungry, I'm gonna go and eat whatever's there, but thankfully yeah. I can open the fridge and it's something that is nutritious um, as opposed to, you know, something that perhaps- And it's the time elapse as well between like whatever's there and how long it's gonna to take to make. Absolutely. So I know that I can do, I can start the week with a full plan of what I'm gonna eat for lunch and dinner every single day. And then it gets to it and I'll arrive home later than I thought I was going to. I'm going to, you know, look at the clock suddenly and I realise that I've got 15 minutes before the next patient arrives and yet I still haven't eaten any lunch. Um, And I think it's that being caught short, like, continuously. But even that coming back to, like, a sustainability point again is that I, if I'm not prepared, not only do I eat worse and I eat rubbish because it's quick, I also throw loads of food away. Sure. So I can start the week with a fridge full of vegetables, and by the end of the week, none of them are looking so hot. You can't (laughs) make anything with them. Um, And I've I've kind of continued to fund Warburton's until like the end of time because I've eaten two and a half loaves of bread. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. I think the... uh that's one of the beauties of, of kind of the, the meal prepping rather than the meal planning. Um, I won't name names of, of certain brands, but I have been, 
you know, I've tried out a variety of different different companies, and um, you know, when you're given the produce, as you say, the fresh produce, if there's often a lot of wastage. Whereas with our meals, um, everything is, you know, it's calorie counted, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and it's just the right portion. It is just the right size. Uh, the odds of, of food wastage are minimal, um, if yeah. at all, to be honest with you. Uh, and then we have our kind of our plant starch based. Uh, compostable packaging as well which is absolutely ah, great as well yeah so the idea of all those little tupperwares that so what are the hunger meals delivered in uh, so the meals themselves are, are delivered in kind of um, compostable biodegradable uh, plant starch um, bases um, and uh, the lids themselves are fully uh, recyclable um, as well Amazing. home recyclable so um, yes I didn't know that yeah we do our, really cool. yeah we do our absolute utmost to kind of uh, be as green to the uh, and as great to the planet as we possibly can be. And so when you so you've got the meals all in the fridge now, mm-hmm. you've heated it. How long do they take typically? Uh, so just three minutes. Um, yeah, just three minutes in the microwave, and I mean, that's almost as fast as toast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's yeah, just pop it in the minutes, in the in the microwave there for three minutes. Make yourself a drink uh, before you know it. You've got yourself a delicious meal ready to eat. Oh, now Danielle feels silly. Is that in front of you telling you the toast story? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I don't know. That's um, I have a personal trainer who is she's absolutely amazing, Holly. Hello, Holly, if you're listening. Um, she said to me the other day, <laughs> I started telling you this story earlier and I didn't finish it. <laughs> she said to me the other day, um, I've been going to Holly because I would like to be stronger. I would like to be more flexible. There's lots of things on my want list. But one of the things that I wasn't really that bothered about was um, weight loss or body composition, which I guess for somebody going to a personal trainer, maybe that's slightly unusual. Um I've not really been worried about that kind of thing since I left university and I was on a diet which was exclusively pizza and white wine. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, you know, nature balances itself out. But like you, I'm fast on the track to 30 and I feel like maybe my metabolism is hitting the just a little <laughs> bit, a little bit at this point. Um, and then so it was a little while ago and Holly said to me, um, would you like to talk to me about what you're eating? <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, no, why? Why would I? Why would I want to talk to you about that? And she just looked and she went, okay. And dropped it and didn't speak to me about it again. And I went home and I thought, why, why she said that? Like I felt like I was lifting really good weights and I'd really progressed over the last few weeks and I think when you are busy and you you maybe should have a nap but you have three rounds of toast instead (laughs) maybe your calorie intake can get away from you a little bit and um I got more and more curious because I I felt okay I felt all right and um I I just kept thinking why did she say that why did she mention it and then I weighed myself And I was like six pounds heavier than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Which is, um, you know, and as well, uh, my work uniform is sports kit. Everything's made of lycra. I have no idea. Who knows? And uh, like through the pandemic, I feel like it's a story that's very, very common to people. Like just haven't weighed myself for a year and a half and felt fine with it. And then as soon as I'd seen that, I was like, oh God, no one do you feel like you've got great energy because you're just eating carbs every day. all day every day I'm on the carb train and then so I went back to Holly and I was like you know you mentioned that to me last week (laughs) she was like you're not recovering in between so I train with her twice a week and she's like you you are not recovering in between and you feel really tired and you feel really hungry all the time because you're not eating any protein because you're just 
hopping from one carb fix to the next to the next to the next and you're not actually satiated at all and you're eating like high volume of calories in forms that are easy to get out and then you're gonna so you eat your two rounds of orbitans and then you 20 minutes later you're dead and you're looking for the next and yeah what are you doing now and i'm like oh well i'm just making a coffee like, <laughs> <laughs> it says it all doesn't yeah, it but absolutely. i think sometimes it takes having a sit back and looking objectively at your own it does. behavior absolutely. you live it day to day you don't notice it and then i think that you you have to kind of take yourself back in hand sometimes yes and a meal subscription service like hunger is a really really good like i think a really good nutritional palate cleanser apart from anything else it doesn't mean that you have to be on it forever absolutely but getting you back on track and getting you back like acclimatized to eating meals that are nutritionally balanced in that way and have a higher proportion of protein so that you're not then just starving hungry 20 minutes later absolutely and it is as you say it's potentially even that that stop gap for people just to help them get back into that kind of rhythm into that process or if they've never been in it kind of start that process and from then on in it's uh, up to them to, to manage it but we're all about the balance here um, yeah. yeah so that's to say you're not a complete saint yourself Aaron you do unfortunately not <laughs> you know that that pizza and wine you mentioned earlier that that mm. has been me on on more than one occasion <laughs> <laughs> but like you say it's balanced exactly and I guess one of the things in a relationship with food one of the things is joy isn't it exactly. and you I mean you can get that from pizza and white wine <laughs> but you can also get that from chimichurri steak absolutely absolutely i can vouch for that can you can you tell that is the one that i've clicked on most on the website i've looked at it and i've looked at it again and every time i go to like set up my account on hunger i'm like it's calling my name i feel like i'm having dreams about it oh it's brilliant you should have told me i could have brought you some today no don't oh no oh dear so if people want to find you online, Erin, whether that's for meal prep or catering an event, where can they find you? Uh, so we're at hungerfoods.co.uk in terms of website or uh, we're at hunger.uk on Instagram and on Facebook. Amazing. So thank you so much for spending 20 minutes with me this afternoon. Ah, you're welcome. And um, hopefully people have got more out of that than just the contents of my pantry at home. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Healthy Midlands podcast. Make sure to hit the follow button so that you can be the first to know when the next episode is up. Leave a review or share this podcast with a friend if you found it useful. And for more, come and find us on Instagram at Healthy Midlands.